0: Three, two, one, clap. James, that was a, a very little, like, wimpy clap.
1: <laughs> was it?
0: Yeah, it sound, normally your claps sound so robust. I've got
1: long sleeves, so I think they muffled some of it.
0: Oh, I would say so. I would say so,
1: too. Do you, Do you walk around your
2: house like a kid with uh, long sleeves on, like their arms? like Yes. You can't see their hands, and it's just got, like, the loose arms on the sweatshirt?
1: I like clothes that I can hide in. James James shops at big and tall. Despite <laughs> not <eating
0: it>. um, <laughs> oh
1: snap.
0: Hey guys. Hey. Hey. Welcome to this week's episode of the 13th floor. I am Cece. I'm Alex. I'm James. And he is wearing a hoodie.
2: <laughs> He's wearing that double XL despite being a
1: medium. <laughs> yeah. I love this, by the way. It keeps you warm, and I swear I genuinely think. Nobody tried this, but I think if somebody slashed, this is such a thick sweater. If somebody <laughs> slashed at me with a knife, I don't think it would cut me. I really don't. James. You're that, prepared for an attacker. That's yeah. why he wears these clothes. <laughs>
0: James, how have you been?
1: Been okay. How about you guys?
0: We've been hanging in there. We've been hanging in. We've been traveling a lot lately. We basically survived like a little twister yeah. in Bowling Green last weekend. It was bananas. <laughs> I'm bad. Yeah, it was crazy because, you know, Western Kentucky was hit with devastating tornadoes not even that long ago. It was like maybe three weeks to a month ago. Mm -hmm. And then we were there this past weekend, and I was at a coffee shop with a dear friend, Sarah, and the coffee shop all of a sudden kicked everyone out. And they were like, you know, bad weather coming to town. Everybody needs to go home and be with their family. So I was just like, man, it doesn't even look that bad outside. But- Then, like five minutes after I got home, all of a sudden I looked outside the window and you could see the rain was parallel to the ground. And then we saw kind of trees and limbs fly by. And then Alex and I saw a trampoline float through the air. (laughs) It was craziness, you guys. So that's the most exciting thing to happen to us in a while. It's
2: pretty exciting. Yeah. It was crazy. It was nuts. It was nuts. It was exhausting.
0: Yeah. It was, it, (laughs) It was exhausting. Alex had to cut up the giant pine tree that fell in his parents' backyard the next day. Mm-hmm. So the relaxing weekend that we were seeking to have was anything but.
2: Nothing like five grown men pulling a tree off of a shed with a truck and like a jack. It was hilarious.
0: They had an ATV, and they're trying to pull this tree off with an ATV before they were like, that's not going to well, work.
2: Well, everyone was saying it wasn't going to work, but like, oh, let's try it before we bring the truck back here. Yeah. <laughs> It
0: didn't work. Well, they got it down. That's all that matters. But unfortunately, Alex's dad's he shed sustained an injury, (laughs) a a limb right through the roof. Yep. James, do you want to do some hearty hellos? Sure. Okay. All right. Perfect. Because guess what? We've got some. And so far, the month is off. Like, the month just started. So, it's been... The map is not quite filled out completely just yet. So, today, we're going to give huge shout-outs to... All of the areas that are listening very regularly, and those include Austria. Oh. Hi, Austria. Wow. And then we're also going to give a big shout out to Alberta, Canada. Howdy to all of our wonderful listeners in Alberta. And then here in the United States, can you guys take a guess at which state is listening the most to the 13th floor this month so far?
2: (laughs) At the beginning of the month? Yes. I would say California gets got the most... California is
0: always up there. They never fail.
2: What about Nevada?
0: No, Nevada's not. not I feel
2: like we need a Nevada presence.
0: Nevada's listening, but they're they're not high on the list. Disappointing. High on the list, you guys. We're going to give a huge shout out to Ohio. Really? Ohio? Yes. They've got the most downloads so far within the past four days. So, major thank you. Our hearts go out to everybody in Ohio.
2: Get the special shout out. Special shout-out. if you want a special shout-out at the beginning of the month, get your friends to listen more in your area, area.
0: Tell everyone about it. You know, if you know somebody who lives in Maine, especially, we never have listeners in Maine, say, hey, Maine, listen. Um, James, do you know what we're talking about on Patreon this week?
1: Uh, not really, but that's kind of the point. It's a James Explains It All, so I won't know until I know.
0: Nope, you won't know. For anybody who's not a Patreon subscriber just yet... We have a segment called James Explains It All, where we approach him with a question that he has not been prompted to, and he has to answer it. And let me tell you, James, this one's a doozy. He's going to mm-hmm. throw you for a loop this oh. month. I'm excited for <laughs> it. It feels
1: like that's kind of the goal anymore.
0: <laughs> yeah, it is. It is because <laughs> this is the thing. Alex and I get really excited when we are talking about something that you have no prior knowledge of, right. because it's like James mm. knows everything. Yeah, that's why James explains it all. So, anyways. Huge shout out to all of our Patreon subscribers. Thank you so much for supporting us there and I can't wait to hear your thoughts on James's next James Explains It All Endeavor. But mm. do we have an icebreaker this week?
2: I can make one if no one else has one. Oh wait,
0: we. yeah, we've got we've got our one from uh, okay okay james oh we have another one no we're gonna do the one from mm-hmm.
2: i finally had an icebreaker and now i'm being robbed of it
0: well i was gonna ask and this you is something okay well okay no no, no you go for how it about we, this is a good one how about we both put our icebreakers on the table and then james decides which one he wants to answer okay okay james you're gonna be the tiebreaker here <laughs> okay so our th- our topic today you guys I don't think we mentioned this at the top of the episode, but it is the world's most dangerous animals/scary like um, animals.
2: Yeah, scary animals.
0: Yeah, scariest animals. And they Oh, yeah, scariest. Yeah, animals.
2: I put I picked scary, so I hope the topic was not different from what I
1: Listen, <laughs>
0: scary and dangerous almost go hand in hand. So anyways, mm-hmm. um that's what we're <laughs> that's what we're talking about today. And something that some of the animals that I'm talking about today at least can do, they can chomp off a finger if you get a finger too close to their um, mouths. Uh, so James, my question, my icebreaker was, if you had to ditch one of your fingers, which one do you think would be the least detrimental to your use of your hands? Uh, which finger? Let's, let's hear what Alex's without? icebreaker is.
2: <laughs> which Which finger? Mine was going to be what is your scariest animal encounter? <laughs> yeah, you win by yeah. a mile,
1: Alex. Um, <laughs> I mean,
2: for the <laughs> record, Pinky,
1: but that's because who uses it? Oh, really?
2: It? Yes. See, I, so I was thinking Pinky initially, right? Uh-huh. But then I started leaning towards maybe the ring finger. <laughs> like, I have the least amount of. Let's see. Yeah, out of all my fingers. Uh, I would say the ring finger, I feel like I can use my other cut fingers around it to compensate for no, it. I don't Not know very I mean.
1: romantic, though. Gotta uh, say that.
0: Uh, yeah. That's okay. Uh, I agree with James. <laughs> I think that I could get rid of the pinky. But honestly, if you got rid of any of the fingers on my left hand, I would be exactly the same because my left hand is useless. Yeah. My I mean, right hand. You know,
1: it's funny. That's what I was looking common. at was my left pinky. My left pinky. I mean, I would scarcely miss it.
0: Well, listen. Oh, yeah. Like, thanks-
1: I, mean, I mean, yeah. If we decide <laughs> one hand. Yeah.
0: I like I like that we went with Alex's question, but we just answered mine. Yeah. So, I'm well, still going to consider still say we this
1: get, a win. give Alex a try cuz
0: <laughs> Let's do it. All right. Let's do it. I'll
1: go will f- go first. What while, finger? That's uh, that'll be a new uh date prompt question right there. Which finger are you comfortable losing? I'm totally not a serial killer.
0: Well, Alex oh, and I, I like had a it. very long conversation it about did. which finger it we did. could live without. Um I'm still thinking ring. So anyways, okay. Um, my scariest I'll go ahead and go. Okay, you go.
2: So I went, I don't think I've told this on this podcast or not. Uh, if I have, it's been a long time, so it'll be new to some listeners. I was tubing out in the ocean um, down in Florida. And I got, I was, I fell off the tube and I was climbing back on the boat. And as I climbed back on the boat, I looked down and this fin brushed by the ladder.
0: No. Right where
2: I was. Uh, It was a shark fin and it was terrifying. And I've never been more scared in my life. (laughs) I had no idea
0: that that happened to you. How old were you? I was just
2: Freddie and Susan uh, and my parents. And uh, I don't remember how old I was. I was probably like 13, 14. (laughs) And so I was, yeah, I got back. I didn't know it was there and I I just climbed back up. And then this, this fin just comes, it was a brown fin. Mm -hmm. And then it came and just went right by the, the ladder that I just climbed up. And it was like, yeah, that's not scary at all. (laughs) It could have been like a totally, it could have been like a nurse shark, but I didn't know. There's no way for for me to know.
1: I'm inclined to say, just given where you are, like probably a sandbar shark. Dusky shark, something like that. They're a kind of Requiem shark, so something to think about Requiem's funeral music.
2: Oh, thanks, (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad I I avoided that song.
0: I feel like I've been very fortunate when it comes to animal encounters. Like I haven't had too many run-ins with terrifying creatures. Mine's probably just going to be snakes, like being caught off guard by a snake. Mm -hmm. There was one time where my cat Cleo, RIP, she was the best cat ever, she would catch animals and if you just open the door to let her in she would run in with whatever was in her mouth if you didn't realize mm. she had something mm. and so she once brought a snake into our house and we had to have our our neighbor Milton Cobb he was the best human being in the entire planet he was like 94 years old he came in and caught a snake out of our kitchen so mm-hmm. that was kind of scary it wasn't like the worst thing in the world because was just a little garter snake but still
1: mm.
0: i didn't like it Mm-mm. James, uh, I feel like you're going to have a really good answer.
1: <laughs> I've got to um, I go in the woods a lot. And one time when I was about uh, 11 or 12, I was climbing a fence to get into the woods. And I felt something tickling my arm. And I glance on my arm and I've got a black widow on my arm. <gasps> and uh, mm. Yeah. So I... Do not panic, thankfully, but I kind of held my arm out and waited for it to, you know, think like, come on, get off, go go on something else. This dumb creature approaches the fence that I had my arm outstretched to, and I think, you know, it's going to get on that. Instead, immediately drops onto my leg. I'm wearing pants, but still, I mean, it was still very scary. So then I had to wait for it to climb down from my leg. So it was just—it took a long time, and I was sweating bullets by the end of it. Golly.
0: all the more reason to never go in the woods, James.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, and there was another instance that was—that was pretty scary. I was in the woods, and um, <clears throat> there was a <clears throat> tree I was walking past, and I—I I could hear it. It was like a motor just. Brrrr. This tree and I was like, "What is that?" I had no idea. So I go up to it and I get closer and just, brrr, you know, it's vibrating. This, this oh. tree, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen European hornets, but they are very oh. big. The German hornets, people call them newspapers in Southeast Kentucky because you got to you. It takes like the Sunday paper to kill one, and. What's crazy about them is if you see one, you're like, oh, my God, that thing is huge. Uh, Vespa crabro is the scientific name. You're like, oh, my God, that thing is big. It's got to be solitary. Nope, nope, they live in colonies, and uh, I had come across one. So I had to run, and, yeah, there's, there's, <laughs> they're, they're quite venomous. I've never heard of anybody dying from one, but you could totally die from multiple stings, and there was enough of them that were mad that, yeah, I'm glad I ran. James,
0: wow. always living on the edge. <laughs> that's nuts. I was worried mm-hmm. that you ran into something like a
1: mountain lion. Uh, I, I've heard them. No, that, that's, that'll that make you run too. That's happened. You'll be walking in the woods and you hear what sounds kind of like a woman screaming. Like not a, not a scared scream, either like a banshee noise. And you're like, ah, time to go home. Time to go home.
0: <laughs> <laughs> time to leave. That's why it's like, I'm always like, you know what? I would love to camp. And then I re- remember that there are things like that out in the woods that I'd be living with because I'm not in my territory when I'm camping. I'm, I'm in other talk creatures' about territory. Campers,
1: I'm going to talk about.
0: <laughs> well, you know what? I think that that's the perfect transition then, right into James's spiel. James, okay. what you talking about today?
1: I'm talking about three scary animals, and I'll start off with with the one that campers don't want to meet in certain areas, and that is Ursus maritimus, aka the polar bear, and Really, all bears can be scary, but what's crazy about polar bears, there's, there's a little rule of thumb. If you come across a black bear, you should run either away or more likely at it. Try to scare it. Ah, you know? Make yourself big. Give it your best shot and then let us know how it goes, if it worked out for you or not. Because <laughs> black bears, <laughs> black bears are easily intimidated is the thing. Grizzlies, you should play dead. That's the rule for them. If you run away, they will chase you, and they will kill you. If you try to scare them or fight them, they will kill you. They know that they could take you. Black bears usually don't. Polar bears, you do neither. Polar bears, you just make peace with the fact that you're going to die. And I mean that. Like Those are the rules. Those are the rules. Black bears, scare them. Brown bears, play dead. Polar bears, pray to somebody because they are... <laughs> They, they don't fall for the dead thing usually. You you absolutely are not going to be able to intimidate them. There's a reason why there are certain places like Svalbard Island where you are required to have a gun. That's not a joke because there's flipping polar bears. And that's where I was going with the camping thing is a cabin or a tent during like the active season for polar bears. You're just a you're just a tin of sardines to a polar bear. Like it's it's not going to stop it. They, are, they have been <laughs> documented coming across tents where people are camping or cabins and just waltzing in and eating people. That is something that they do. <laughs> and one of the weirdest things about polar bears, in my opinion, um, is one of the ways that you can die from them is after they're already dead. This is a, just a weird little fun fact that if you eat an entire polar bear liver, you will die from vitamin A poisoning. It has so much oh vitamin A in it that it'll just straight up kill you. Not something that I think your average Joe has to worry about, but I just think it's kind of neat that a polar bear can kill you by eating you or by you eating it. Um, wow. Yeah. But, yeah, that's what's scary about polar bears is they are they are apex predators. They are, in in, my, in some respects, they're basically sharks on land. Um, they, they're even called hyper carnivores because most bears, you know, berries and honey, which that's very rare for them. They actually prefer the bee larvae, but, you know, Winnie the Pooh is canon. Um, you know, things like that. They're <laughs> omnivores. But polar bears get more than 70 percent of their diet from meat. And that's seals, foxes, the occasional fish and the occasional Scandinavian <laughs> so, or Eskimo. <laughs> so that's just something to be aware of. That, that they they do eat people. And I'm not trying to demonize an animal. Of course, I think we should protect animals. Polar bears are vulnerable. I'm all for protecting polar bears. I am just saying when people are scared of bears, there should be a special spot reserved expressly for polar bears. You know, and, and this is coming from somebody. I'm in Appalachia. Black bears are, exist. I have... Come across black bears before. I've never actually been scared of them. Doesn't mean they're not dangerous. They can absolutely hurt people, but they're just not as scary. Polar bears, the prospect of meeting one out in the wilderness, which is something I don't have to worry about presently, but the prospect is terrifying because they eat people. You know, it's not the same. They don't ruin your picnic by stealing the basket. They ruin your picnic by eating you. So Yeah. It's just a, a very different matter. Um, my second animal, I, I think I'm going to go with the gross out. So I'm going from scary to gross. They don't usually really cause harm harm, but everybody hates bed bugs. Um, they're just, yeah. I mean, they're just so creepy Ugh. and weird. And and the the worst thing about them is that infestations are just You don't know until you're. It's too late, and by the time you know, getting rid of them and you you have to take tremendous efforts. Tremendous efforts. You have to wash your clothes at high temperatures. You have to vacuum. You have to. I mean, vacuum. You should do anyway. But you got to heat the rooms to like 122 degrees for 90 minutes. You got to use different poisons. There's just like a lot of things that you have to do because they can go 70 days without eating. And that's very do interesting. I remember,
0: hmm? James, when we were at UK and there was a bed bug infestation at the student center. I sure do. do you remember that? Yep. Yeah. And they had to heat up the entire student center yeah. over the weekend because I used to work at the student center. And so we had a weekend where it was like, everybody get out. We're going to turn this place into a, a hot box. Yeah. <laughs> and so.
1: Yeah. And they don't I remember really, that. you know, they're not like a disease vector like mosquitoes, which I thought about talking about because mosquitoes kill more humans than any other creature on earth. But mosquitoes don't create that immediate fear response that bed bugs have. And and for the record, bed bugs are true bugs and they're very odd in that respect because there's only a few true bugs that will drink human blood. Uh, You know, the kissing bug is an example, which is an assassin beetle that, that transmits Chagas disease. But this, they don't really spread disease. It's just, Gross and unpleasant, the idea of cohabitating with these creatures. And, could, you know, James, I was mentioning- Could we
2: eliminate them from the ecosystem completely and be fine?
1: Yes. That's, an, that's <laughs> an animal. Really, mosquitoes and bedbugs are two creatures that, even though I love all living things and I've even actively spared mosquitoes just because I don't like to hurt things without cause, I'd be totally okay if they just cease to exist. <laughs> um there's a handful of animals that I feel that way about and most of them are parasitic invertebrates. Um and that's an example tapeworms similar story. But um Ugh. the one thing that really is freaky though about bed bugs that people don't know about for the most part and I may have talked about this in a previous episode but it's been a long time is you know I- I've talked in the past about intersexual competition versus intrasexual competition which just really means males competing with males for females or females competing with females for males and then you've got intersexual competition where men and women are competing or males and females rather sorry uh, over certain reproductive components and a great example this would be ducks you know ducks man they, they're very keen on on raping ducks ducks are it's very freaky it's the reason why their genitals are so flipping weird and complicated Oof. But bed bugs take it up to a horrific level and it's just it's icing on the cake for how scary and weird they are. It's bad enough that they, you know, they drink blood exclusively. Even the babies drink blood because the babies being hemipterans are just mini versions of the adults. They're hard to mm. kill, but what's freaky the worst thing to be in the presence of a bed bug is another bed bug because the males and females compete in a very violent way over who gets to pass their genes on in the next generation. Female bed bugs do not really have a means for normal reproduction. They don't have any lady business, in other words. Instead, they just have ovaries, but there's no there's no opening. So, the solution to this is male bed bugs have a machete-like phallus. So, what they do, it doesn't really matter where, they just stab the female with this phallus and inseminate her. It's called traumatic insemination through wherever. I mean, it's basically like Jason Voorhees meets species. It's insane that this is an animal that evolved on earth and that this is how they reproduce. And in case you're wondering, yes, it does cause problems for the females quite often it does reduce their lifespan. In some cases, it straight up kills them. Why is this a thing? How did this happen? This is insane. Yeah, that's a strange
2: evolution. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's
1: like something you'd hear about in a thought experiment where you're like, well, that, yes, you win, Johnson. That is the craziest, most nonsensical way an animal could reproduce. And yet it's real. Uh, So it's just bananas that this is a thing. And, And a lot of people think that it started as an arms race for different males would mate with females the natural way. And it became so competitive over, you know, you know, whose sperm fertilized the eggs that it just ultimately turned into this crazy arms race that ended with the females not having anything to naturally inseminate and just stab them just stab them uh, it's just insane it's nuts so that's bed bugs everybody they're creepy they're weird they drink <laughs> blood if you if you find little black specks in your bed that smell kind of like bananas it's your own blood that's been digested and passed through a bed bug be careful about that <coughs> same uh, thing uh. with multiple bites bed bugs love to give multiple bites so uh, doctors even joke that it's the the breakfast lunch dinner bite or the lunch dinner bite because you'll see like a little line of them. So that's another red flag. Yeah, bottom line, if you find out you got them, just burn your house down and live under a bridge. Uh, That's (laughs) that's my advice. So it's terrifying. And then lastly, of course, I'm going to talk about an animal that I actually like very much, but that people are very frightened of, and that is spiders. Um, And in general, arachnophobia, I just want to say, is learned. It is not... uh, an instinctive thing. A lot of people have theories about that, but studies have shown that people aren't just inherently afraid of, of spiders. Usually there's some sort of traumatic incident. Quite often, you know, a toddler gets a spider on them and people panic when they see it. And so the child learns to be afraid of them. I've even seen it happen in real time. I've seen kids pick up spiders <laughs> and then parents freak out and then the kids, like, and then next thing you know, they're terrified of spiders. But, I
0: can attest to that because Gwen used to not be afraid of certain bugs. Uh, she's not afraid of spiders, fortunately. But there was some type of, like, cricket or grasshopper at her daycare, and one of her teachers freaked out about no. it. And then ever since then, she's been kind of, like, leery of them.
1: Uh, so. Understood. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's an, there's a spider that I think people should be scared of, and that's sort of what I was going to focus more on, and that is the Brazilian wandering spider. Um A lot of spiders have medically significant venom, as I've mentioned before. Heck, I have one. But the Brazilian wandering spider is a different matter. And really, wandering spiders and huntsman spiders in general, they tend to have really strong medically significant venom. But the Brazilian wanderer takes it up a notch. um, Severe burning in the area, sweating, goosebumps. Then you get high or low blood pressure. So flip a coin. Nausea, hypothermia. Flipping hypothermia. I. I don't know of a single other creature. I'm sure there's one out there, but I don't know of a single other creature that has venom that can cause hypothermia as a symptom. Blurred vision, vertigo, and this is the big one, convulsions leading to death. So very scary. There is anti-venom. It usually prevents most of the deaths because, you know, hundreds of people get bit in that area, but still... You know, I mean, redback spiders are scary. Funnel web spiders are scary, especially since they gravitate towards urban areas where people live. They go in people's homes. But holy moly, uh, the Brazilian wanderer, you know, gets gets a special mention just on the grounds that the venom's very intense. And because they don't build webs to live in, they just sort of, as the name says, wander around. And that includes into homes. So that's pretty scary compare that to like a Sicarius spider which you know has very significant venom but I don't think a single person's ever actually been bitten by one because they like to bury themselves in the sand that's the one you see on the internet you know they they I I love to dig you can you know they bury themselves everybody's seen that <laughs> come on
0: yeah I've seen
1: ah. it <laughs> I I've want seen one of it those.
0: James I you know you could have one they're not uh, the yeah. wandering spider I just looked up a picture of it the thing that freaks me out so much about it is that like And I know that you're like the spider expert. I can't tell the difference between different types of spiders. Fortunately, this one's not in my ecosystem. But I think that that's where I get afraid of spiders is I don't know if this is poisonous or not. Right.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, the the nice rule of thumb for most of America and Kentucky especially is if it's not a uh, brown recluse, and even brown recluses aren't the end of the world for the most part. And it's not a black widow and black widows aren't the end of the world for the most part. I'm not saying you should actively go out of your way. I'm just saying the odds of you getting hospitalized from a spider in Kentucky, it's one of those two or none. So th- that's the rule of thumb. Those are the only two you really need to be worried about.
0: So if I did get bit by one of those, I probably wouldn't die. I'd nah, just be very no, no, probably not. Probably not. Well, I still, I'm still going to avoid them at our house. We catch and release any spiders that we see Mm because I don't know what they are. And usually, it's like you know, you put a little cup over over top of it, slide a piece of paper underneath it, and then toss it outside. Can't do that with a polar bear. No, you cannot do that with a polar bear. But again, thankfully, those do not live in my (laughs)
1: system.
0: So, anyways, James, that was that was some nice eye opening information.
1: Elaborate.
0: Thanks. Very elaborate. I, and this is the thing, James. I know that you're an animal lover, but mm-hmm. you're always very intriguing when you talk about animals. So thank you for right. sharing that. Thank I feel you. a passion. <laughs> um, now, I know that Alex has a special animal. Should we end on you or should... It doesn't matter. Okay. It's going to be wonderful either way. I'm going to go well, next be. then because we're going to leave Alex to surprise all of us. He has not told me what he's talking about.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but, James, he says that you and I are both going to go, Oh. <laughs> so let me go it's cat. next it's cats yep okay.
2: just kidding
0: i do like cats okay all right muffins you guys
2: muffins is that the name of the cat you're talking about? <laughs> muffins
0: the cat that's a good name for cat no i've been thinking a lot lately a lot about cobras
2: mm. oh are you a fashion Passionate about cobras. Very
0: passionate about cobras. I've also been getting a lot of mail lately from my former job saying, hey, your time to register for cobra is running out. So, um, I don't know. I've just been thinking a lot about cobras. When I think about scary animals, the first thing that obviously comes to my brain is... Snakes. Snakes, because I'm terrified of snakes. They don't have legs. And then I also stopped to think about this. If they had legs, I think that they would be just as scary.
2: Oh, they would be more terrifying. Yeah. Especially if they had a bunch of small legs.
0: Exactly. That's what yeah. freaks me out. Like, so I was, when I was doing my research, I was pondering, would it be better if snakes had legs or should yeah. I be thankful that they don't have legs and they're just like little noodles? Or if, they <laughs> if they had human legs. If they human legs, that would be, <laughs> that would be something. The only way that I think that they could possibly be like a little bit nicer looking was if they had just like the four legs and they looked kind of like Mushu from Mulan.
2: Oh, okay. More like a dragon. More like a dragon.
0: Yeah, exactly. But you know what? That's not not what exists. So anyways, James, do you think that snakes ever had legs in the past?
1: Oh, yeah. It's even in the fossil record. If you look at a lot of snakes' uh, skeletons, they actually have vestigial legs.
0: Oh, okay. Well, anyways, I decided to go with snakes because i was like i'm gonna try and overcome my fear of them which i tried to do recently at, K- at kentucky down under i touched a snake and i was like that wasn't scary maybe i'm overcoming my fear mm. but then when i was doing my research i was just looking at pictures of snakes and having visceral reactions like this thing freaks me out especially when their little tongue sticking out and it's forked and just, oh, you know, see i think no, that's no, 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 cute no. i think that it's cute depending oh, upon th- like the face of the snake but like yeah. on a king cobra no I don't want I don't want a little hooded king cobra to be looking at me with its tongue out.
1: Or a queen cobra.
0: Boy, I'm i I'm a You king should condition. really like
1: King Cobras. You know what they eat? Other snakes. Yeah.
0: I you know, I'm okay with that. I'm okay <laughs> with that. But anyways. I learned a lot about snakes, you guys, because mm. I know what they eat. Um no, I got a lot of my research today about snakes from mentalfloss.com. So cobras. They are there are so many different types of cobras, and it depending upon how you classify them, James. Mm. They there are either twenty seven or it was like two hundred thirty six different types of cobras in the world. So it it all depends. It's all relative. But king cobras technically aren't even really cobras. Did you guys know that?
1: Yeah. No.
0: Yeah, their hoods are smaller than regular cobras. More
2: like queen cobra. Prince, more like a prince cobra, am I right?
0: No, <laughs> like, <laughs> they're they're more like mambas. And James previously spoke about black mambas in another episode, mm-hmm. so they're more along the lines of that. But um, do you guys want to know the the types that really fry my grits?
2: Yes, <laughs> let's hear about your grits.
0: It's the king cobras, but then also spitting cobras. <laughs> yeah, hmm. and the thing that really bothers me about king cobras. Is, is, did you guys know that they can grow up to 18 feet long? Yeah, they're amazingly
1: big. Oh, man. I've seen this dude handling an albino one. And (sighs) I mean, it's just, they it was huge.
0: Well, 18 feet is like the biggest one in recorded history. So that's not like the most common. Typically, they grow to be about 10 to 13 feet, which is still too long if you ask me. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. I don't want to be around a snake that's one foot long, let alone... 10 to 13 feet long. Mm -hmm. So that really made me uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Um, And the thing about king cobras and other types of snake species is that we we picture them slithering, but king cobras can rise up with their little noodle muscle bodies. (laughs) And they can look you eye to eye. So if you approach a 10-foot cobra and they can raise up, they can be eye level with you.
2: Depending Mm -hmm. on your height. (laughs)
0: <laughs> they, they would definitely be, a- Alex, all they have to be is like, if it's a 10 foot cobra, you're six foot two. All they have to do is rise six feet off. They've got four feet that are still on the ground that they can hold themselves up with.
2: Mm, yeah. But we just talked about how they don't have feet. <laughs> Alex.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right. Anyways, if you're ever in a position where a king cobra is eye to eye with you, here's another thing that they do that I had no idea they did. They growl. They don't just hiss, they actually growl. What they do is they inhale, I think they exhale really quickly to make this growling noise. And Mental Floss described it as sounding like an angry German shepherd. And I actually have it here on my computer ready to go. I found this video on YouTube because I was like, I've got to see if it actually sounds like a growl.
1: Um,
0: And this is from World Shockers. And this crazy guy found a... King Cobra out in the wild and was like, I'm just gonna pick it up and show you guys the noise it makes because I'm gonna make it angry. So he did that. Bless his heart. This is the wow. noise that it makes. Got it. Oh wow. Isn't okay. that horrifying? Mm,
2: yeah. Sounds like my mom when she's
0: snoring. <laughs> it does actually. <laughs> <laughs> oh now, uh, Alex, you got me thinking about your mom snoring now. Okay, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> What happens when a king cobra bites you? There is antivenom, uh, but you have to have it like within thirty minutes. Otherwise, you're probably going to perish. Oh, because their venom is strong enough to kill a twelve thousand pound elephant within three hours. Wow! So if you get bitten by one, it's bad news. Bears you chop your arm off, be done with it. Yeah, you don't you don't want anything to do. That's why you just need to stay away from these. And I'm not going to go too far into what happens if you get bitten by one, because it's very similar to what happens if you get bitten by a black mamba. You which, melt. You, know, you just, basically, your entire body shuts down. But you know what's kind of endearing about King Cobra's? This is the one thing that's like, oh, Do they
1: wink at you before they bite you?
0: <laughs> I don't think they have eyelids. They don't have eyelids, do they, James?
1: That's uh, that's correct. Instead, they have a, a wonderful, thick scale lens over their eyes so they can sort of dig without damaging their eyes i kind of wish we had that because it's pretty handy i think yeah
0: be horrifying if people wouldn't you know if if that was true for humans then we wouldn't blink
1: we wouldn't blink but you'd never have to worry about getting stuff in your eye you just
0: everyone would look like a robot though Hmm. and then what do you do if your eyes
2: still have eyebrows to emote how many how many times do you look at someone's eyes when they blink and go Oh, he's that's an angry blink.
0: That's how you can tell a human's a human, <laughs> by the way, the natural blink. Oh, that's it. Anyways, okay, so this is the endearing thing about king cobras, okay? They build nests for their young. Mm. They And they're one of the only snake species to do this, but they'll use, like, their body to, like, push leaves together and then they'll lay all their eggs in the middle and then the female will sit on top of the eggs until they all hatch that's cool and i was like that's really like oh they're good little mommies but they'll also kill you if you get anywhere near their eggs sure. well, yeah so they
2: should i mean yeah i don't want them to but they, they yeah. probably should defend their young
0: yeah they do and it makes sense so overall king cobras just get a big hell no from me hell no and the other creature that I must give a shout out to is the spitting cobra because they also really, really bother me. Hmm. They can spit at you, yeah. obviously, from the name. So it's like they, like king cobras, can stand up and like be face to face with you and then they spit. And their accur- the accuracy of their spit is so perfect that they can see your eyes and they go almost spit in his eyes and then. Really? <laughs> and it's right there. Yeah. And they can spit up to eight feet. Oh, and wow. if it gets in your eyes, you go blind.
1: Wow. Yeah, toxin so, kills cells
2: on impact. I would, I would just close my eyes.
0: No, this is the thing. You just, just go in the other direction. Just don't go near spitting cobra. Alex is sitting here, I oh, will close my eyes. <laughs> well, guess what? Spitting cobra would spit at you so fast that you wouldn't even know what to do. See, so if you we had no those big scales
1: you. over our eyes, we wouldn't have to worry about it. Well, there
0: you go, James. There you go with your little Instead, reason. Instead,
2: me and James are just going to wear goggles all the time. Mm.
0: You know, that's actually probably pretty smart.
2: Oh, yeah. Definitely smart.
0: If you're ever in Asia, just wear goggles everywhere you go. Yeah. yeah. So you never know when you're going to come across them. But that's where they're at. They're mostly in Africa and Asia. And I just want to know, how often do people run into these creatures? If you're in Africa or Asia, please let me know. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, enough about snakes. I want to talk about something that's also still scary, but like a little bit less scary. And after doing my research, I'm kind of like, you know what? These are kind of cool. And that is the Komodo dragon. Mm. Yeah. They've always freaked me out because I think that they look like modern day mini dinosaurs. That's
2: what I I was like. Doesn't that make you like them?
0: Well, it's like, I I like dinosaurs, but I don't know if I'd ever want to see one. And I have like a personal story that kind of involves a Komodo dragon, which I'll mention at the very end. Mm-hmm. So they've always kind of freaked me out just since I was little. But yeah, you guys, I got a lot of my research for this from treehugger.com. <laughs> komodo dragons can primarily be found in Indonesia, especially in or on the island of Komodo. Oh, of course. <laughs> yes. Come Okay. Komodo. But they may have originally, per fossil records, James, Mm -hmm. have come from Australia.
2: Oh, that makes sense.
0: Yeah, it doesn't surprise me one bit, but they haven't been there for a very long time. And one freaky thing about them is that they are one of the few poisonous lizards in the world. Yeah. And their spit is really, really nasty. It's got bacteria that can cause sepsis if it bites you, Mm -hmm. uh, which nobody needs to deal with sepsis. It's bad news bears. It's
1: basically what happens when you're... appendix burst, too. Yeah, it just just poisons your blood, right? Yeah, exactly. Toxic blood.
0: That's what happens if you get bitten by one, or it can happen is what I should say. Um, I don't think that too many people have died at the mouths of a Komodo dragon. There's only
2: one way to really test it.
0: (laughs) Well, Mm -hmm. the the venom that they have seeps into the wound, and it doesn't work super quick like a King Cobra, for example- so you could get bit by one, and you go, oh, I'm going to go take care of my wound. But then as as time goes on, the toxins start to get to you, and then you slow down, and the next thing you know, you're lying on the floor in a puddle, and the Komodo dragon's just like looking at you like, I'm here to eat you now. they can <laughs> track their prey. What? They track their prey, yes. If you get away from them, which usually if they get a hold of something, they kill it. They're a lot like us.
1: They're... Um- Uh, what's that called? Endurance predators, which is not a common thing. So humans and Komodo dragons, we're kind (laughs) of, we're bros.
0: (laughs) Yeah. They, they can follow and track their prey for miles and some interesting facts about their diets. They can eat up to 80% of their body weight in a single meal. Mm. James, James, do you think you could do that? And if you could, what do you think would be the food that you could eat eighty percent of your body weight
1: in? Uh, I, I don't know. I, I guess uh, probably hot dogs. No hot pizza. Dogs. pizza. Oh I pizza. love I pizza.
0: pizza. It'd be pizza
2: for
1: me.
0: Yeah, Alex. When I first met Alex, I think that his diet was ninety percent Papa John's pizza
1: at uh, the very least. That's my go-to chain for pizza.
0: Oh my! Me too. You guys disgust James, me. Oh my gosh! Look at us. <laughs> nice. You guys found a common thread i hate papa john's i think that papa john's tastes like all right cardboard. that's enough
2: that's enough about that <laughs> all of our listeners love papa john's are big papa john's fans
0: yeah i guess we'll never have papa john's as sponsor will we
2: no we I will we just, we'll, we'll figure it out <laughs> we'll
0: figure <laughs> it out um okay so anyways komodo dragons here's another thing that they do okay after they eat their food say that they've got a another lizard they've just eaten a big lizard or sometimes they cannibalize themselves and they eat like the baby lizards say that they've eaten that well there's still a whole bunch of bones and teeth and all of this stuff that they can't digest and so just like a little owl, they what regurgitate a uh-huh. little gastric pellet
2: Yep, interesting
0: yeah. They sw- I want to
1: dissect a, a Komodo pellet.
0: Yeah. Did you ever have to dissect yeah. a owl pellet in school, James?
1: I didn't, but I know other people who I did. I It made me nauseous just hearing people talk about it. Blech.
0: It was not bad at all. I'm going to admit yeah, that. I mean, it's, like, just,
1: it's like a
2: ball of hay pretty much with skeletons inside. Weird.
0: Yeah. you had to. We had to get the skeleton. When I did it, we had a, a vole skeleton.
1: Yeah, that's yeah. usually what you'd find. When I was a kid, I watched uh, Komodo dragon cool. eat a, a deer on, on TV. And it was kind of weird because, like, it does anybody else get like this? You watch a predator eat an animal on TV, it kind of makes you want to, like, also eat that animal. Oh, interesting.
2: James. Huh. No, okay.
1: So, what happens when you watch um, Silence of the Lambs? <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> James, I cannot say that I've ever watched a creature eat another creature and thought, "I want some of that."
1: Oh man, especially fish. If I see a, a like a ocean predator swallow a fish hole, I'm like, I kind of want to swallow that fish hole now.
0: James, Ooh. that's that's just the Here empath James. in he you. Wants
1: a fish hole.
2: Could be. <gasps> James wants a fish hole. <laughs>
0: All right, you know what? Enough <laughs> of that. <laughs> Enough of that. One last creepy thing about Komodo dragons. They will grave rob.
2: Oh. So
0: people who live on the islands where they live have had to come up with more creative ways to bury their dead. Instead of putting them in like sandy areas, they'll have to put them in the harder clay, put rocks on top of them. Because a Komodo dragon can smell a carcass from six miles away and it's like, I smell food. Mm -hmm. They're very opportunistic. And so they are known to go and dig up people's graves and eat the bodies of- Recently deceased human beings. That needs to be
1: like the new sky burial. Komodo burial.
0: (laughs) Yeah, allow yourself to be eaten by a Komodo dragon. Pretty cool. And again, I have a very memorable story about a Komodo dragon from when I was younger, um, which is part of the reason that I'm just just thinking about them and they kind of freak me out, is because when I was younger, in 2001, I'm not sure if you guys remember this, but Sharon Stone's husband, I think his name was like Phil Bronstein, Bronstein, Oh, he yeah. got bitten by a komodo dragon at the Los Angeles Zoo,
2: and you knew the dragon.
0: No, I knew the dragon. No, I was <laughs> in Los Angeles, and my family was going to go to the zoo that day. Oh, and then we heard the news that he had been bitten by a komodo dragon, and so we didn't, we didn't <laughs> go. So we were like, oh, we don't know what they're doing there, but yeah. yeah. Uh, apparently, <laughs> I, I looked into it quite a bit. EW had a good write up, and so did the Guardian. And when he went to go see this Komodo dragon, cause apparently he was obsessed with them. He really liked learning about them, found them very intriguing. He went and, you know, celebrities get to do things that regular people don't get to do. Mm-hmm. Regular people don't get to go inside the Komodo dragon cage. And so he, he went in there and apparently he had white shoes on. And this Komodo dragon that he was going to see eats white mice and so they were like i think you need to take your shoes off because he might mistake your or she might mistake your foot for a mouse and try to eat it so he took his shoes off uh, the komodo dragon still bit his foot <laughs> it bit, bit his foot it <laughs> down socks on on. His, well it clamped down on his toe and apparently there were kids that were standing outside the little dragon yeah. screamed, ah! you know <laughs> see this, this komodo dragon attacking this man and Sharon Stone afterwards was like talking about how the zoo was so irresponsible to allow anyone into the Komodo dragon um, Mm. display. And that the, what's it called? zookeeper, His name was, I think Jay Kilroy Kilgore. They, she said that he didn't do anything. He was stunned and couldn't do anything, but then he came out and said, that's not true. I grabbed the Komodo dragon by its neck and yelled at it until it let, let go of his foot. Mm. So, there's a lot of back and forth about what happened there. Who knows? But that's part of the reason that Komodo dragons freaked me out so much is because I vividly remember we were going to go to the zoo. And then there was a Komodo dragon attack.
1: They like to so eat journalists.
0: They like to eat journalists. Wow. So, you guys, that is the King Cobra and the Komodo dragon, Alex. Now for the, the moment you've all been waiting for. Yeah. Alex has a mystery animal that he would like to talk about. Here yeah. on the show. So, Alex, what scary animal yeah. will you be chatting so, about? You
2: know, we're all talking about the biggest, the baddest, the scariest of the scary animals. Scary.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, I decided to go a little above and beyond with my topic. And <laughs> while yours certainly sound deadly, mine takes things to another level. Oh gosh. Have you heard of
1: bacteria? Just kidding. Oh man, I was, I was gonna, gonna be so Mark. annoyed. Okay.
2: Have I have a of... feeling we're
0: still going, you're still, going to still feel gonna feel that way, dog. James. <laughs> have,
2: you naked, have you heard of the naked mole rat? Are you oh. talking about
0: naked mole rats? <laughs> yes. Okay.
2: So maybe you both scoff. Maybe some of you chuckle a little bit the idea of a naked mole rat being terrifying. <clears throat> the idea of this subterranean terror from East Africa could instill so much fear and dread into the hearts of men.
0: They're so cute, though.
2: All I have to say, in this court case, they're not cute, is don't laugh, but look at these terrifying beings, these entities that resemble the dangling of the male, oh <laughs> my male God. organ. Alex. And tell me that you would want this thing around you at any time.
0: Oh, my gosh. Yes, it
2: looks like a male organ with teeth, but I, it does. what else is scary about this <laughs> creature? Well, first off. They live for quite a long time, especially when it comes to things of that size. Most animals of mole rat size, which is like about a weight of uh, one and a half to two ounces, live about six years, typically. Now, what do you all think this rabble rouser, how long does this guy live?
0: I know that they live for a really long time and scientists are trying to figure out why they have the longevity okay. that they do. Is it like 100 years? Well,
2: all right. yeah. CC's guessing locking. 100. Cece's locking in 100 years. James? Alex, come on. You know I know what? this. <laughs> then tell me. You'll see if you're right. 30 years. Good job, James. 30 job. years. 30 years. 30 years. So this pink paint lives to be about 30 years old, which is ancient among mammals this size. Mm-hmm. Also... Despite running around in their skivvies perpetually, (laughs) they they show a remarkable lack of wear and tear on their skin, even due to aging. Very strange. This is even compared to humans, meaning that these things probably have more in common with the X-Men Wolverine than Mm. they do us lowly humans.
0: The the naked mole rat. Every time you say naked mole rat, it makes me think of Rufus. Oh, oh, impossible.
2: Oh, yeah. I didn't watch Kim, Kim
0: Possible. What?
2: Um I actually figured so, yeah, that's what inspired this, Alex. Oh no, I've never seen it. He's really cute. Um, actually, yeah, I think I've probably seen like an episode, maybe. Um, that's right. Not only does this thing look ugly, but also good for its age, but also somehow manages to, again, a lot like Wolverine, maintain not just how good it looks on the outside, but the inside. It's bone. Its brain and its reproductive health are pretty much perfect throughout its entire life. Mm-hmm. That means this guy is like living to be the equivalent of hundred and fifty in human years, and he's still pumping out kids. And not only that, he remembers all their names.
0: Okay, when you say <laughs> when you say he, does that mean that the the boys Actually, or can the women still produce?
2: No. So
1: uh,
2: with mole rats,
1: they have a queen. Yep. They have oh, they have Are them. you social? Insane. You social yes, mammals. That's 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 crazy talk, but it's real. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. So they got a queen. All
2: right. So I mean, these bad boys have been studied pretty significantly, and apparently, as far as we can tell from the studies, the naked mole rat is completely immune to cancer as well.
0: Ooh, I like that.
2: Yeah. Again, this may be some sort of superhero of the animal kingdom. If you could have some bullets bounce off of its chest. I think maybe we would be uh, onto something, for sure. Now, aside from the factor that this thing probably lives to be uh, lives for almost an eternity, at least in little tiny creature of the years. The queens—that's the trade-off. Oh yeah, does um, the
0: queen die early? Half,
1: half the lifespan of a regular.
0: Bless her heart.
2: <laughs> Chunky boys. So it looks like you know, despite living for an almost eternity, for the creatures of this size and looking like the hanging arm of a teacher that's about to retire. (laughs) What else is terrifying about this
0: thing?
2: (laughs) Well, well, again, if you take a look at the picture, these things have absolutely, insanely massive teeth in comparison with the size of their body.
0: They're very long. I
2: mean, these things could really hurt you if they got a hold of your pinky finger. Like, you might be pulling back a stump.
0: They pull pull off your pinky finger? Yeah. James says he could live without his left pinky that's finger.
2: That's true. So, you would be good, James. And you <laughs> may say to yourself, well, yeah, that's scary. And, yeah, you would be right. But what's worse about these things, other than they're vegetarians, just kidding, vegetarians out there, they, <laughs> they're they able to digest. So, they eat mostly, well, they do, they just eat plants, Mostly. <laughs> And what that consists of is cellulose. Well, cellulose for them is really hard to digest. What really makes that easy is that they eat their own poop
1: to Ew. aid in the
2: digestion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ew. so now this thing is coming at you. He's probably infected you with something because he eats his own poop. He's got poop on his teeth. <laughs> 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 oh, wow. also, also, they live in these colonies, like we were saying, of like 70 of these things. So... If you do get bit by one of these things with poop teeth, there's 70 of them around you. Oh, my God. Because they all, they all got to huddle up and keep warm because they like to run around naked.
0: Don't they all live underground, though? Like, how often do they come up? Because listen, they're naked. They listen. don't get to come to the... Mm.
2: If you're studying them, you're in their habitat, okay? Okay. You've infringed on their territory. Now, while I did not find a whole lot of uh, mole rat attacks, maybe <laughs> close to zero it could still happen if you bother them so just do not get in their way because a quarter of their entire muscle mass is in their jaws so they are designed to destroy well usually just the earth to build their
0: homes but maybe
2: you if you get in their way dear listener
0: <laughs> all right well that
2: was the naked mole rat
0: <laughs> that was i that was eye opening I never considered a naked mole rat scary, but the no. idea of poop teeth does kind of freak me out a no. little bit.
2: There you go. Oh,
0: cool. wow. Um,
2: and thank you, Smithsonian, National Geographic, etc. Okay.
0: So, you guys, that's that's our scariest animals episode. Hope that you all heard something that gave you a little, a little jolt, but you guys- we're not going to draw from the vase for oh, next week. Oh, we're rebels. Yeah, no. It is going to be our Patreon week. Ah. And next week, our topic comes from the always lovely Jordan. Jordan, thank you for submitting this into the Patreon what vase. We're going to be talking about facial blindness. Um, what's the what's the medical name for this again, James? Uh,
1: I think it's Propognacium. No C-Face. Yeah. Propognacium. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I think that that's right. I don't know how to pronounce it. I wrote it down and I was like, I, I'm not even going to try.
1: Prosopagnosia. There we go. I had to look it up to get it. pronunciation. Yeah. So Don't admit that, James.
0: <laughs> I think
2: like you knew it.
0: We <laughs> might have to expand upon that and talk about other kind of bizarre medical things, but we'll be talking about facial blindness at least next week. So, thank you again to patron Jordan.
2: Thank you,
1: Jordan. Thank
0: you. Yes. Is there anything you guys want to add before? Well, actually, there's one last thing that I just want to say before we do have Alex give us our music. Is that even though the animals that we talked about are scary, there's no reason to, to do anything to any of these animals. Yeah, unless it's a bed absolutely. bug. If it's a bed bug, pitch it. But, Don't
2: just pitch it. Kill them all.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> anyways, just one last little note there. Because they may be maligned, but they're not. They're still very valuable to our ecosystem in our world. So, just leave them be.
2: Right. Um, well, thank you, National Geographic.
0: Hey, Alex, who knows our music?
2: Our music is by Great Cook. You can find us on Amazon Music, Spotify, iTunes, anywhere you listen to music.
0: So until next week, you guys, we hope that you can. Keep,
2: keep it
0: straight.